Hello again, everyone. Thanks for joining us on LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Management Decisions, where we're giving employers some strategic tips to work with. And that, of course, includes what you can do with your marketing in 2015. On the phone to give us some insight today is Peter Rossler, the president of Web Marketing Pros, and he does bring with him an extensive background in marketing online with social media, paid search, content marketing, all those areas would be included. I guess the first question I had, and I'm sure a lot of people listening would wonder is, when you're talking about these predictions or trends for the following year or even the year that you're currently in, how do you even start to come up with those? Where do you look? How does that research kind of come about? Basically, you look at where it's been and, and you can kind of predict where it's going based on what the technology is that's going to be available, what we think companies are going to actually start to develop, basically where the need is and where the demand is in the market for the consumers as well. I wasn't exactly surprised, and I don't think a lot of our listeners would be, that so much of it focuses on you know, the social media side of it and uh, the idea of the digital content, of course. But I was a little surprised that you mentioned LinkedIn as possibly being a, a focus for content. A lot of people think about it for networking, of course. Why do you see it being a focal point for content when it comes to marketing in 2015? They have done a major revamp inside LinkedIn, and it is by far, in my opinion, out of every network I've ever used, the single most effective network for B2B marketing. Wow. Now that they've actually tied in content marketing inside of it, they actually allow you to promote your content. They allow you to target your users effectively, set budgets for the content. And then within that, they share your content very well with your current network of people inside it. So if you have a good LinkedIn network, without paying a pretty penny out of your pocket, you can really get that content out there effectively, organically, and properly to the people that you're looking to target. Whereas like Facebook or some other of those networks, you're going to pay a fortune um, right. to target what I call a dead market where you're not going to really reach the people in the, for your content. Do you think that a lot of companies are not seeing LinkedIn that way yet? Or do you see that upward trend that organizations are saying, hey, there's a, an opportunity? What have you kind of perceived as far as the, the trend of people actually using it for that way? People don't realize it's there. That's probably the single, the, the biggest part about it is people don't realize it's there. Content marketing is a little different than other types of marketing. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a long delay to see to see the benefits in it. The content has to keep, be good. It has to be distributed for a long time. But again, people just don't see that it's there. And they kind of just wrap it in, I think, um, and assume it's a lot like Facebook. And a lot of people have tried content marketing through Facebook and stuff like that and haven't gotten the results out of it from B2B level. And I think that their poor efforts there kind of summed it all up social media as a whole, and they don't realize the potential that LinkedIn does have. Can you fill us in a little a bit on, you mentioned their content marketing being a bit different maybe than marketing that other people think of. What is the difference and how does that fit into what we're talking about as far as LinkedIn? Content marketing is a, uh, more of a soft sell. Um, you're, you're defining yourself as an industry expert. You're promoting yourself through your knowledge, whereas like with other types of marketing, you're more selling your service. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more direct to the point you're really pushing hard on it. A, a great example would be like, say you had some kind of, you know, magical fruit drink, for example, that has all these great health benefits. You could do content marketing, you know, really promote how the benefits are, stuff like that to get it out there everywhere. Or you could choose to sell the product through paid search or something like that. Mm-hmm. You, so you have two completely different things. You're still selling the product by saying all the benefits, everything it is, things like that, but it's not a hard sell per se. Of course, LinkedIn isn't the only area that you can be looking to utilize. Uh, You mentioned some other social networks, and actually there was some research talking about how little places like Flickr is being used or Foursquare, Tumblr, those types of sort of smaller platforms that people would look at. 
do you see that as being an opportunity for organizations to go after and, and use that as a content marketing forum? Or do you shy away because people don't view them in those ways? Yes, I do see them as potentials and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think that they're the best of the best for content marketing and things like that. Okay. It all depends on the product at the sure. end of the day, like how you would go into these. And if you really get your methodology set up correctly and you get your platform set up correctly, then as many markets as you can get into, as many places you can get that content to would definitely be the key. Of course, part with the uh, social media is this idea, and not just with social media, but in other areas as well. There's kind of this push of personalizing what you're looking to get out there and reach a particular audience or even individual when you're talking about kind of the real-time marketing that uh, people talk about online. What's your view on that personal-focused marketing versus the wide-ranging? Or what do you see as a trend moving forward? I think it's all going to get extremely... It's it's already mind-boggling personalized. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, to the point where, you know, anything you do on the internet is tracked. Mm-hmm. All the ads that you're seeing are based off your search results. All the spam emails you get are based off of what you're doing in your email. Without personalization, the conversion rate would be significantly lower. And I think it's going to get even more off the wall down the line. I mean, Google just released inside AdWords, you know, not long ago, different metrics, user identities, things like that, that we can target effectively with paid search now. So it's going to get really, really straight to the point personalized to the point where I even think, you know, later down the road, you know, you start doing a few searches on BMW, you'll start seeing the ads on your television because it's going to all be tied in together. You know, I mean, that stuff's going to follow you everywhere you go. You get it on your phone, probably drive by, buy a billboard, get a text message with a video that pops up and, hey, we saw you looking at a BMW. <laughs> still, yeah, I, I, it, that's where it's going, you know. <laughs> that that would be fascinating, although I, I, and I've said this in the past, a little creepy. Is there a point where it gets a little too, I don't know almost too personalized where people are turned off by it? Or do you not see that in the numbers? Yes and no. The the thing is, is people kind of get weirded out by it, but they're seeing what they want to see. So it's mm-hmm. kind That's of, it, it's kind of, you know, I mean, at least the ads are showing you what you've been looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but it's been going on. I mean, it's been going on for a while. But like I just said, that, that ad thing, I mean, years ago, they, before the phone was what it was, they had already had an idea and, and were testing out in several malls when you walk by kiosks. And things like that, they text you and say, hey, we have a discount inside the store. Come on in. It's been there. It's already there in mass quantities. I think people are just starting to see that it's all over the place a lot more now. Similarly with that, obviously, we're talking a little bit here about if you're searching online and how it automatically is running those kind of algorithms to figure out, okay, this is what you're interested in. There are other ways that you would mention as far as marketers trying to personalize things, maybe personalize fields when it comes to email marketing. How does that all look and what's kind of the balance to make sure people would take the time to do it and then it will be effective when it comes to that personalization? Yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, let's say you have a giant email list. By separating out different demographics and that email marketing and just changing a few things around and really personalizing it to the end users, uh, you're going to see a significant response rate back on it. You know, um, for example, if you had lawyers in there speaking to lawyers directly, if you had gardeners in there speaking to gardens directly, really coding down and targeting in effectively on what that group of people could be or interested in and really, really speaking to them directly. So is that something then you would suggest if you were speaking to a group of you know individuals who are running their marketing side of things, would you say, hey, you need to be adding this personalized touch to everything within your websites, with anything you're sending out? I mean, do you go to that extent where pretty much everything's going to be stamped with that personalization? Yeah, absolutely. 
that would definitively say that that is the best way to do it and to start breaking things down and becoming more analytical with how you're personalizing things up. And grabbing people's attention is the key. So by personalizing something and, and into a message that that person's going to relate to is definitely a way to get more emails opened up, more engagement on, on your behalf as well. So definitely 100%, I would say go for it because the, the results are going to be significantly better. Of course, as we talked about earlier with social media, um, you know, interacting in that way is important as well. But then there's also the side of integrating social media within other forums. What do you see as being the trend or what's going to be important in 2015 as far as social media and how you integrate that within the rest of your organization's ideas? I think it needs to be integrated into everything and everything needs to work in synergy. We work with a lot of people uh, a lot of times and, you know, they're doing all the pieces of everything, but it's not together. A great way of, of saying that is, hey, you, you, you have a print ad that goes out. The social media is engaged in that. You have tracking URLs. Maybe you're promoting a contest that comes back to the website, but you still have social media there. You still have email capture there. You have all these ways to take that one small piece and tie it in together so you have several ways to basically catch and gather that person later on. So there has to be that synergy with social media for it to be effective. And you can use email marketing and tie it into that very effectively, Mm -hmm. blogging, websites. But without its presence in those, you're not going to see the engagement in social media that you'd be looking for. Would you argue then that if a company is not integrating these things or even utilizing social media to an extent where they are, again, bringing it all together, do you think they're way behind and that they're going to be stuck in the coming years and maybe even be out of work, out of business if they don't keep up? The biggest main reason why I tell people to do social media and why you need to be effective on, on social media is for reputation management reasons. Most okay. people are going to go to Facebook and vent immediately. So if you're not up to date on that, you're going to get a lot of bad PR throughout the web and things like that. If somebody does have a problem, most people will go to social media, vent there, and you'll be able to take care of it in a discreet, better manner, in my opinion. But yeah, absolutely. They're definitely behind. You've got to do it just to show your company is alive, that you're there, that you exist. Because a lot of people look at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, they'll go there to see it. If it's not updated, it, you know, it really shows like questionability about who the company is and what they're doing. Right. Now you had an example too from last year regarding Twitter and Amazon.com. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that relates to exactly what we're talking about with the integration? Basically, in a nutshell, they were able to tie in all their stuff together so that it worked effectively. I really don't want to go into 100% detail on it because it's, it's such a, a significant campaign. It would really, <laughs> I could talk about it literally for hours. But um, <laughs> basically, in a nutshell, by tying in all the products, by tying in the local awareness ads, and by tying everything in together, they were able to capitalize and develop the same client base throughout several networks using the same strategy to basically build up everything. Okay. I mean, you're right. I'm sure you could talk for hours about it, uh, but I was just curious about that. And I'm sure people have noticed if they are on Twitter and um, there are obviously examples with Facebook and other forums as well. Another aspect, of course, technology is always changing. And you had a mention of preparing for new technologies. What do you see as being those new technologies that companies need to pay attention to when you're talking about marketing in 2015? I'm not really keen personally on the wearables and stuff like that. They are there. I don't see the huge benefit of them or anything like that. What I'm seeing in my, my personal opinion, where I see a lot of things going, is going to be um, more tied with the phone, mounted devices throughout the house, you know, like tablets on the walls that are, sure. that are more in your face. 
inside the cars as well. You know, a lot of the newer cars are starting to come out. They're going to have tablets built into them, in my opinion. The DVD players are dead. All these, all this old technology is, is dying and they're going to smaller and thinner. And what I see it coming out, you know, in the near future, like I was saying, you know, you're, you'll be driving around, your kids will be watching DVD in the back and, you know, you drive by a toy store and they're probably have an ad up saying, Hey, stop here for blah, 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 blah. And the kids will nag dad to stop to get the toy. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's kind of where I see it going with the wearables and, and things like that. Basically, everything's going to tie into to itself. And the phone will inevitably become basically everything. It's going to tie into everything. It's going to network everything to the point where all these other things will basically be synced around the phone. So advertisers are going to have huge amount of data, what people are doing, their habits, their spending habits, their search habits. You know, the ads are just going to be ridiculously targeted by them. Right. So does that mean, you know, a lot of stuff we talked about is that that marketing to individuals almost really to this point of being a little creepy at times, but is there still a place for the the large wide ranging campaigns of just simple television or print in any way? Or would you say it's just not worth the time and the effort anymore? No, because there is a long term branding that's associated with it. I mean, every time somebody sees your logo or your company name, it's powerful. Television is still, in my opinion, very powerful from a branding and authoritative standpoint. But what you know, will notice with television ads lately is you'll see a lot of keyword pounds. You'll see a lot of uh, people pushing stuff to Facebook, people pushing stuff to Twitter. They're driving, they're using that to drive the other networks. Sure. I think I still, you know, and I'm huge on digital. And I, and if you had a small budget, I'd say go digital all the way. But if you can afford television, television is a very powerful tool. It takes time, but, you know, it made GoDaddy what it is. Uh, you know, you, it's a very, very very powerful marketing medium. And I love how you mentioned there that, you know, using television to really draw people in then to the areas where you are controlling a lot more of that content and what you want them to see. I think that that's really a, an important aspect of television and the, kind of that wide ranging uh, advertising and marketing, as you, as you mentioned there. We are getting up against the clock. I did want to ask you, though, and you kind of touched on it there just for a second. If there is an organization that hasn't done much in the ways of marketing, or they really want to amp it up as far as some of these trends that might happen in 2015, what would you tell them to focus on? Or what would you say, hey, this is where you really need to start if you haven't really dove into some of this uh, area yet? That really matters on who they're trying to target, but I can give like a general, general overview of everything. I would say figure out who your customer is, figure out where your customer's at, and get very organized, get real focused, and try to figure out how to make a relationship with that customer. That's basically the best way to do it. So try everything, throw everything out there that you could possibly do and see what brings in the customers tracking it wise and then and go that way. I don't think anything should be overlooked and I don't think that there's any bad form of advertising out there. There's just going to be ones that perform much better than others. I think some sound advice there. And uh, you know, Peter, thanks for coming on and talking about some of these specific trends that at least companies can look out for. So thanks for coming on and talking about that. No problem. Once again, that was Peter Rossler. He is the president of Web Marketing Pros. You can find all the information about that organization at webmarketingpros.com. And he's been kind enough to join us and talk about some of the ways that marketing is trending in 2015. If you are interested in getting in touch with us about this show or any others in the future, go ahead and send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also look for us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Yuma. We'll talk to you later.